okay, what is background check radio and how is it going to help me or someone I know navigate a life that has been impacted by incarceration? I will answer all those questions and more on this first episode of Background Check Radio. Let's go! Have you or someone you know had your life turned upside down because of your past? Of course I have. Everyone does background checks now, which makes it hard to bounce back. What do you believe? I believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It, sh- it should pay you back. This podcast will inspire you, motivate you, and inform you with everything you need to rise above your past and, and not be afraid to say, go, go ahead, check my background. My name is J. Dan Gum, and this is is background check you already know let's go you can check my background i'm a forgiving felon so tell them that i won't back down now you can bet i won't live in regret it's time to earn some respect you are tuning in to background check hey everyone welcome to background check radio brought to you by forgiven felons helping people with a past realize their future i'm your host J. Dan gum and this is the very first podcast episode for Background Check Radio, and I'm excited because it's going to be just one episode after another full of people that have inspiring stories, people that have information, people that have uh, will motivate you uh, to keep going in a world where a background check has become everyone's reality. You know, you can't go anywhere nowadays without running into a background check, running into a credit check. People want to know where have you been, what have you done. And the background check just, it, it can be something that will hold you back or or you can make it something that's going to pay you back. And I've decided, uh, I've been out of prison now 14 years. I was a drug addict, alcoholic, and I just wasn't going to live right. Uh, nobody could tell me anything uh, that I didn't already know. And I didn't want anybody telling me what to do. And whether I was in kindergarten, uh, junior high, when I set the school on fire, high school, I got kicked out of two high schools. College, I dropped out of college because I wanted to major in Jack Daniels uh, instead of accounting and business. And then uh, I got my started getting my first uh, public intoxication, minor in possession. Uh, then I then I accumulated five. DWIs. I got my first two DWIs in the same week. I got one on a Friday, and then I got one on the following Tuesday. So I am an overachiever. But this podcast is going to be all about uh, me helping you uh, navigate life after prison, life uh, before prison, during prison. You may be a family member that has a loved one in prison. You may be uh, someone who's headed to prison, someone who just got out. Maybe you've been out for years and you're still trying to find your place because wherever you go, uh, wherever you go, the background check is going to always come into play. And uh, but I, I want to introduce myself first again, J. Dan Gum. I run a ministry called Forgiven Felons with my beautiful wife Jessamy, and we have two daughters uh, together, Jessalyn and Gemma Grace. I also have a son named Chase who lives in Oklahoma, and. Uh, this is this is what my wife and I do. Uh, Forgiven Felons was birthed out of a uh, vision I had while I was still in prison, incarcerated, and I saw the revolving door. I saw uh, people that were even mentoring me get out, and they were back in before I made parole. And you know, and part of that pissed me off, and part of that motivated me. And uh, and the part of this background check radio podcast is going to be something. Maybe you hear something that motivates you. 
Uh, part of it's going to be inspirational. We're going to have some great stories. We're going to have some stories of people that have been wrongfully convicted on here, uh, people like Richard Miles, Stephen Cheney. We're going to have people that were rightfully convicted, like myself. I'm going to do some solo podcasts talking about different topics. We're going to have some chaplains, some pastors, some some school administrators. We're going to have uh, all kinds of people on here that that have anything to do with our judicial system, prison system, parole system, anybody that can speak into navigating life um, after incarceration, or even, you know, even just coming out of a, a, a lifestyle of an addiction. I mean, I, I, I definitely, addiction is what led me to prison. You know, I, like I said, after five DWIs, the state of Texas said, okay, we need to put you in timeout. And so on May 21st, 2003, uh, Judge Kanais said, uh, we're going to put you in timeout for five years for your fourth DWI and five years for your fifth DWI. And just a, a couple months before that, not or a few weeks before that, really, uh, he he told the courtroom that he didn't see a very bright future for me. And I got the court transcript. And you know what? At the time, he was right. He was right. And I hope I hope one day that I get to I get to speak to Judge Kanais again and and let him know, hey, you know what? You were right at that time, but that what you said motivated me and uh, to do the right thing eventually. And so. So here we are, you know, um, I saw guys get out of prison and come back in before I made parole and I wanted to do something about it. And, uh, I just prayed and asked God to show me, show me how I could be a part of the solution. Because if you're not a part of the solution, you're going to continue to be a part of the problem. And I did not want to be a part of the problem anymore for myself, for my family, for all my friends and everyone else I knew. I was tired of being the problem. And on September 18th, 2003, in a solitary confinement cell, I found myself at 9 a.m. I got put in that cell, and it was just so quiet all day, all all day, just silent. Just I had no I had no property. I had nothing. Everything was stripped away from me. All my earthly belongings were taken away. And I guess it was about 10 p.m. that night when all of a sudden, after being just hearing silence all day, all of a sudden I just began weeping. And I, I just, you know, I don't know. I think that's when my life changed. I think that's when I felt the presence of God just come into that, that cell and, uh, and, and, and kind of say, what the heck are you doing? You know, but I, I felt like that was my defining moment where I decided, okay, God, I know you love me. I know you have plans for me. Um, and, and I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this way. I don't want to be in any more detox cells. I don't want to be in any more solitary confinement cells. I, I want to be productive. And so I came out of solitary confinement eight days later with a new attitude, a new heart, a new spirit, a new direction, new mindset. It was in September. So I had to cancel all my bets. And, you know, that's a dangerous thing to navigate when you're in prison is to cancel bets. So, uh, but I, I knew I had to change some things in my life too. You know, I knew I had to quit drinking. Uh, I wanted to quit smoking as well. I, I was trying to quit uh, cussing because, uh, because it was just, it was just like every other word was a cuss word. And, and I knew that wouldn't be appropriate in, in some of the, the things that I did. And so, uh, you know, I don't have a problem if, if somebody else cusses. I just, I, that was the thing that I needed to change. And then the gambling, I was gambling so much. And in prison, when you tell everybody you're trying to quit cussing and gambling, they just look at you and, and laugh at you and they just call you all kinds of names and they call you weak. But, 
you know, I, I needed, you know, whatever your personal journey is, you know, I'm not sitting here trying to tell you, you need to quit this and you need to quit that. Uh, but I know for me what I felt I needed to, to, uh, to, to, to take care of, you know? And so I came out of there with a new direction and, uh, I kind of started getting rid of some old friends and started getting new friends, uh, started going to church and prison. And I just started doing things differently. And sometimes you just have to do things differently if you want to get a different result. Not sometimes, all the time. If you want, to, if you want a different result, you got to do something different. And that was the defining moment for me. You know, and that began uh, a, about a year and a half of me being mentored and, uh, and counseled and helped by a couple other inmates. And uh, w- but once that was over, uh, they got out of prison. And I was like, yeah, they're going to go kick butt, take names and change the world. But then by the time I got out, I heard they were back in. And and really they they I heard they were back in before I even made parole. And I was just like, okay, God, what what can I do? What can I do? And he began to to unfold the vision of the of the transitional houses and how to help guys get back on their feet. And you know, when I got out of prison, I mean, God bless my family, my mom and dad, they they'd never Nobody else in my family, they were all, you know, angels. They all did did well. No one ever got in trouble. So my mom and dad, I was the first one to kind of lead them into how to how to cope with a troublemaker kid. And, you know, and and my mom was and dad both were just troopers. I mean, they came to see me every weekend uh, until I just got moved like almost four hours away, but they still came to see me twice a month. I had a good support base, church, family. Uh, my family just loved me. They came to see me. They, you know, spent $25 and quarters and I'd come to visitation with a, a table full of just snicker bars and Diet Coke and candy and chips. And I mean, it was crazy. If you've never been uh, to, a, to a prison visitation, um, it's, it's a pretty incredible sight, you know. But, you know, my family, they didn't know how to navigate this. They didn't have anybody to call and, and help, help them through. And, uh, and we want to do that for you. I want to do that for you. I want this to be something that a family can listen to and go, okay, I like that, you know? And so if you have a family that's trying to navigate a loved one in prison, this, this podcast is for you. If you're a business owner and you're, you're trying to figure out whether to hire people that have backgrounds or not, this podcast is for you. If you are a uh, staffing agency who's trying to figure out whether or not you want to staff felons, this podcast is for you. If you need a parole lawyer, this podcast is for you. If you are a parole lawyer, this podcast is for you. If you, I mean, pretty much this podcast is going to be for anybody and everybody who has to do with our judicial system, parole, prison, anybody that has to do navigate life with a background check. We're going to do our best to update you with information, uh, share stories with you. But, you know, I, I got out. I did almost exactly three years um, not necessarily in prison, but I, I I got arrested after my indictment, April 9th, 2003, and I got out April 18th, 2006, and immediately just began trying to help as many people as I can. And, you know, parole, I was only on parole for two years. They wouldn't let me drive. They said, don't even talk to us for six months. And that was hard because I had a valid driver's license. Uh, you know, one of the things I didn't even know I had access to when I first got out was food stamps. I mean, we want to try to help you understand everything that you have access to when you get out. Uh, we want to have help you have access to, to all the information you need and to point you in the right direction 
to get you in touch with anybody and everybody. And if and again, if you just need inspiration, there's going to be lots of stories on here. So uh, we can't wait to share. I can't wait to share the rest of my story with you. I'm going to probably do it in another episode or maybe in multiple multiple episodes. But this is just the uh, the launch episode to to let you know why we're doing it, why we're doing it. You know, and I want to. I want to help as many people as we can. We help guys at our transitional house. I talk to families all the time on the phone, but I think that this is just the best way and the best platform to try to get as much information, motivation, and inspiration out there as we can. So I'm excited. We're going to have guests like Richard Miles, top 10 CNN hero of the year nominee. We're going to have also, he was wrongfully convicted. We're going to have a guy on, uh, named Ron Atkins, who was sentenced to 505 years in prison, if you can believe that. That's crazy. And he ended up doing prison ministry with the judge. Uh, we're going to have episodes uh, from CEOs that are hiring people with backgrounds. We're going to have episodes where it's just me talking about different topics. I'm uh, going to have a parole lawyer on to come and share all the ins and outs of, of a parole lawyer a parole package, what they do, do they help, all that stuff. And uh, we're even going to have some guests that, that just get out of prison, and they're going to they're gonna share their heart, and they're going to share how uh, the reentry process really needs some help. They're going to share how the prison, prison reform needs to happen, judicial reform needs to happen. Our systems are, are so broken, and, but it's so money-driven that it's hard to make any changes. Um, you know, if you have your own business and you're making so much money that you don't want to change anything, uh, then then even though you know that you might need to change something for the for the good, uh, it's hard to make those changes when you're making so much money. And so we're gonna have different topics. Uh, if you have a topic that you would like to hear us, you know, discuss on on Background Check Radio then uh, leave it in the comments. But again, my wife, Jessamy, we are so happy to serve um, this demographic. Uh, and we're just, we're glad to be here. We're glad to be here. We're glad to start this podcast. We can't wait to get as much information to you, but also can't wait to share some stories that will just tug at your heart. And we can't wait to share, you know, where we're headed. We have two transitional houses right now, Forgiven Felons does. But we have a phase two coming that is going to include what we call a resource center. And I believe, um, I believe in, our, in our core values for giving felons. Our core values are taken from the word felons. F-E-L-O-N-S. F stands for forgive. E stands for educate. L is love. O is overcome. N is new, new heart, new mind, new direction. And, and S is serve. But that E that educate, you've got to train, you've got to grow, you've got to learn what you don't know. And the Resource Center is going to be all about, we're going to have three main vocational trades, welding, automotive, and paint and body. Uh, we're going to have job readiness classes. We're going to have some food, some clothing, some hygiene for everybody getting out of prison. This is not just going to be for our Forgiven Felons Transitional House. This is going to be for everybody. And, uh, and, and so part of this podcast is just to be able to share our vision, share what we do, why we do it, because the recidivism rate in Texas is, is still around 45%. No matter 
no matter whoever comes on the show and tells you it's as low as 20 or lower, um, those that number is correct if you don't add all the ISFs and and safe peas and everything else. But those places are basically prison with a different name on them. Uh, and when you add all those in, in, in Texas, it's still about 40 45%. And that's too high for me. That's too high. People don't need to be going back to ISF and, and safe P. We need to get them help. And I believe that part of prison is uh, the rehabilitative part needs a lot of work. And I think, I think we can, I think we can make some change. We got lots of families or lots of organizations out there that are doing some, some good things. Uh, Richard Miles, I mentioned him. He's going to, he has miles of freedom. Letitia Scott Jackson, wrongfully convicted federal prison. She's going to be on here. She has an organization called Keeping Families Connected. We want to connect you with all of these, all of these resources to help you and your loved one navigate reentry uh, the best way you know how. But I just wanted to give you some background on, on myself and why we do it. Forgiven felons. Uh, this this podcast is brought to you by Forgiven Felons, and I can't wait to share more episodes with you. So please just uh, follow us, uh, subscribe. We are on social media, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and we connect with us with email. You can sign up and, and get our monthly newsletter. Check us out on, on the web, forgivenfelons.org. We have a documentary out there as well that is is gaining some traction, and we can't wait to, to tell you um, all, all where that's going. It's going to be fun. It's going to be neat. And so uh, make sure you subscribe, make sure you uh, rate us, review us, and let us know what you think. And again, if you have a topic regarding our judicial system, prison system, parole system, anything um, that you want to hear us talk about or that you have questions about, just let us know. All right. So in the meantime, enjoy the episodes. I'll do some solo episodes and talk about specific things. And, and share a little bit of my story and, and some inspiration. And then we'll have some guests on that will just blow your mind. And um, I'm really looking forward to, to doing, to taking this journey and doing this thing with you. So come along on the journey with us and we will see you on the next episode. The next episode will be Richard Miles. So make sure you tune in. See ya. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Background Check Podcast brought to you by Forgiven Felons. Helping people with a past realize their future. For more information, please visit ForgivenFelons.org. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and please don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss the latest episode. I'm J.D. Gum, and this has been Background Check.